G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. One of the common issues that we identify as a Christian is how do we know when we're hearing God's voice? Sometimes there's so much other noise and distractions that it may be hard to identify what God is saying. We have a wonderful privilege today. Tanya Harris is a pastor, speaker, author, and the founder of God Conversations, a ministry that equips people to recognize God's voice. Tanya has been a church planter, a pastor, and Bible college lecturer. Tanya's ministry is known for its all-age appeal, wisdom, and God's stories. And when not ministering... Tanya is most likely to be found kayaking on Sydney Harbour or climbing a tall mountain and skiing down it. And Tanya is an ordained minister with the Australian Christian Churches. Hillsong is her church in Sydney. Tanya Harris, a special welcome to you to 2020. Thank you so much, Neil. Great to be here. Tanya, you're a kayaker. You love climbing mountains. Uh, that's a, it's a pretty active lifestyle you lead. It is. It's, it's my wild side. I love a bit of adventure. And All right, well, what you're also known for, and uh, you are in the depths of some really sound and solid research at the moment too, when it comes to hearing the voice of God. So wonderful to have your, uh, your wisdom to be able to talk about today on 2020. Tell us about the sort of things that you've been researching of late. Well, my ministry, God Conversations, has been running for 10 years. So it's been exciting to visit many different churches and talk to people about their experiences. But about three years ago, I decided I would like to explore it further at an academic level because there are a couple of key questions that keep coming up in people's experience that I feel like, okay, um, the churches and the people I meet are really facing these obstacles and how can we overcome them? And so my research has been very practical. I've talked to about 50 people formally about their experiences, which has been a lot of fun, good ones and um, not so good ones. And it's just been wonderful to learn, well, how does this work in practice? Because we have some theological ideas, but then we often test them on the altar of experience. And it's um, some about two-thirds of the way through. How much of your research uh, translates into God Conversations? And that's the program that airs each day, weekdays, Monday to Friday, here on Vision, and a little later on 2020. But uh, but a lot of the research and that, that sort of thing that you're doing, no doubt, it finds its way into the ideas that you have when you're presenting God Conversations. Yeah, that's absolutely true, Neil. When, uh, it's based on a, a core understanding that when Jesus said, when I leave the earth, I'm going to send you my spirit. I'm not going to leave you alone because my voice is going to continue to go with you. And my spirit's going to do two things. It's going to remind you of the truths that have already been established. So who God is, who Jesus is, what he came to do, our way to salvation. These truths have been long established. They provide a foundation for our lives. But then Jesus said, I'm going to give you my spirit. I've got so much more to tell you, but you're not ready for it. And my spirit is going to tell you things to come. 
So I believe very strongly that the Spirit was given to us to live in our 21st century lives to really help us in the practical day-to-day questions that we face individually and as communities. So we look at, well, what do I do about my job, my family, my friends, my house? You know, what am I born to do? Those kinds of individual questions, but also as communities, how do we face the big issues that are going in the 21st century? What does the Holy Spirit think about social media? What does the Holy Spirit think about marriage? What is the Holy Spirit saying about all these different areas? So in the radio show I do, I look at, well, first of all, how do we discern God's voice above the many voices that we hear, but also, okay, let's talk about some really practical issues. These are some of the issues that we're facing. What is the Holy Spirit saying? How do we draw from the foundations of the gospel that we've been given in the scriptures? And how are we hearing God speak within the safety and accountability of God's people? So that's how it kind of comes out in the show. Well, that all sounds very sophisticated and even complicated, and and I'm not surprised, and uh, I'm just thrilled uh, that you're actually giving your attention to some deeper research when it comes to understanding these things. For everybody who will be listening into our conversation today, when we talk about hearing God's voice, one of those things that you mentioned is that there are many other voices, and so this idea of discerning God's voice in amongst the plethora of other uh, loud noises and voices that might be speaking, how do you say to people, uh, well, this is how you discern God's voice in all of that? It's such an important question, Neil, because throughout history, that problem has caused this whole area of the spiritual life to be shut down. People have made claims, you know, God told me to hurt this person, you know, that some of the stories that have come out even through history, the for example, the Crusades, they believed that, that God had told them to go and kill the Muslims or um, God told me to divorce my partner or God told me to, you know, do these other things. And so the, the, the big thing about getting God's voice clear and understanding his voice above other, uh, above other voices is about first understanding if you want to get it right, you have to understand that you can get it wrong. <laughs> And it, we, we hear what we want to hear. We see what we want to see. We interpret our experiences through the filter of our own agendas. And so Jesus said, and the early church did this, they tested everything. And they understood that there's a difference between, you know, hearing a voice, which could be from within myself or my own ideas or from another more sinister source, from the source of the enemy, but it could be from God. And so you have to have a testing process. And the best thing about having God's Spirit in the 21st century in this new covenant that we have is that other people have God's Spirit too. And the Spirit doesn't contradict himself. And so the things and the experience I find time and time and time again is that God provides the witness of the Spirit within two or three people. And it's their safety in numbers. So, Tanya, when ought we be expecting to hear the voice of God? Because, uh, you know, you'll have met people, as, as I have, and uh, and it seems as though uh, they every day they're hearing 
the voice of God. They're standing at the wardrobe and deciding what they're going to wear that day. And, uh, and you know, they're hearing the voice of God as to, you know, what outfit yeah. they're choosing. And yeah. then there are others who say, well, uh, if, if I'm going to hear the voice of God, it must be at an important point in my life, a major decision that I'm, I'm moving, I'm changing. Uh, or uh, how, how ought you be thinking about when you would be hearing the voice of God? one of the interesting questions I had in my research actually Neil because I had that same thought you know is do you hear from God every day of the week or once every six months and I think what I've come to the conclusion of is that different personalities will interpret different experiences um, in, in in a different way so it's sometimes difficult to tell whether it's God or whether it's just a memory coming back or whether it's my intuition and sometimes certain personalities will call it God and other personalities might, for example, I'm, I'm a little bit of a, a skeptic, shall we say. I'm a thinker. I'm an analytical person and I'm not very mystical. So you know, I have a friend who, she's very sensitive to spiritual things. She'll walk into a room and she said, oh, can you feel the atmosphere, the presence of the spirit? Or I'm like, no, I can't feel a thing. <laughs> and um, I, I'm much more a personality that's more of a thinker. So I'm much more... I don't hear God that often. When I do, it's usually really significant, maybe every few months. Um, I'm not the person who hears God every day. At, at some point, it is. I think it's important to acknowledge that certain personality types will label things differently, and sometimes it's a, a language issue. So I don't. I think we need to understand that God wants to speak to every single one of us, no matter what our personality. Now, what that looks like may be different for different people, and it's about going on that journey for every individual to find out what does God sound like, what is He saying to me right now, and then working through that. This is 2020 with Neil Johnson, helping you make sense of life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Good to have you along with us on this Wednesday edition of 2020. Tanya Harris is our guest, pastor, speaker, author, and the founder of God Conversations. We're talking today about hearing God's voice. Tanya, let's take some calls. Let's hear from Leslie in Shepparton in New South Wales. Uh, Shepparton is uh, in Victoria, isn't it? Uh, hello, Leslie. Yes, hello. Leslie, Leslie welcome here. along. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? My thoughts for Tanya is um, I was uh, 1978, 1978, I'm 64 now, uh, 1978, um, I met this girl when she was 14 and uh, we got, she was 17 when we got married and the marriage lasted eight years, uh, eight years about and uh, we had four children in that time and um, before my my mum and my aunt were talking with my my um, wife before she before we got married, and um, my mum come up to me later and said, "If you marry this girl, she's going to leave you. If anything happens, she's going to leave you." Well, she did. She actually did after eight years married. Because I come down with some, I was as a child, I had severe depressive illness very severe and um, my mum didn't know what was wrong with me I had Valium treatment, I had all the works you know and I survived through all that and I wasn't diagnosed until I was 50 years of age that I had severe depressive illness 
I can still hear them and doctor say, oh, Liz, I didn't know you were suffering like this. Leslie, uh, let's get to the point. Uh, what, what, are you, uh, what are you actually asking uh, for Tanya to talk about today? Well, there is a voice, there is a voice, a spirit of the dead and a spice of the living. Jesus is living, but the devil is a very cunning, crafty individual. Now, I was in a psychiatric hospital, and the night, one night, it was full moon night, and I went out, and I could divide the moon up in three parts, and I could say, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, the end of that, the devil creeped in at the end and said, tomorrow, you go out tomorrow morning and look at the sun and divide the sun up in the same, same way. And I did damage to me to my retinas of my eyes because I went into a trance. Leslie, let's get some thoughts from Tanya, and uh, and I'm assuming you were putting on a voice in the beginning. And when we talk about uh, the voice of God, the voice of the devil, the devil out to deceive, uh, you're uh, you're actually uh, doing something a little practical there. And uh, Tanya, a little uh, interesting and different sort of a call that I w- might normally expect. But what are your thoughts for Leslie on the voice of the go- of God, the voice of the devil, and uh, the the way that the devil sometimes uh, I- impersonates or tries to. Uh, uh, to uh, to be uh, uh, in this uh, sense yeah. uh, deceptive. It's a really important question, Neil, and I think it's a question we need to apply to every experience. Is this voice from God? Uh, sometimes people experience voices. They have a mental illness, and they experience voices telling them to do things that they shouldn't do. Ultimately, the test of any experience that we have is this question has to be asked first and foremost: Is would God say this. Now that's the question, that's the issue because God only speaks whatever is consistent with his character and nature and so well then the question is well how do we know what God would say and this is a question that's you know been on people's hearts all throughout biblical history and to answer that question God did something incredibly amazing and he said I'm going to show you what God is like, I'm going to give you the perfect representation of who I am, the things that I would do and the things that I would say. And when he sent Jesus to us, we can understand what God would say. Anything that I hear in my 21st century experience has to be consistent with the character of God that we see in Jesus and that's portrayed in the scriptures. And so obviously uh, a, a voice that is divisive, a voice that brings guilt, shame, Fear, condemnation is not from God. God's voice always brings love, joy, peace, patience, truthfulness, freedom, uh, the, the fruits of the Spirit. And so that test has to be applied across the board, no matter what voice we're hearing. Okay, thank you so much to Leslie from Shepparton for your insightful and creative way of actually making a point this morning. Interestingly, when you talk about knowing the voice of God and not being in some ways contradictory to what his His word would be, we're talking about a connection here to the Bible, aren't we? When you talk about you know God not contradicting himself, it's how we understand what God says to us through the Scriptures that becomes all of a sudden very important, Tanya. Yeah, and I think that's why the person of Jesus becomes so important when we read the Gospels. We really understand what God is like. And and sometimes even people use Scripture to twist around what they want it to say. You know, I could say God 
told me to go and kill a bunch of people and quote Deuteronomy 8 or I could say God told me to marry a prostitute and quote Hosea chapter 1. We really have to look at the character and nature of God as we see in the life of Jesus I believe um, as, as a surefire way of understanding the kinds of things that, that Jesus would say and of course the scriptures are the foundation for that truth. We're taking calls on 1-800-316-316. You can join in our conversation today, 1-800-316-316. Different ways that we hear the voice of God, Tanya. And some people will say, I hear an audible voice. Now, I suspect that's not as common uh, for most people hearing an audible voice, but uh, sometimes people have dreams and they recognize that God has spoken to them through a dream or a vision or something like that, Uh, Mm -hmm. or sometimes even through the preaching in church on a Sunday. Uh, What are your thoughts on on the audible voices and uh, and those sorts of ways that people uh, hear the voice of God? Well, I have to say, Neil, to be, to be honest with you, that when I first started trying to hear the God's voice myself, I expected an audible voice. I expected an out loud voice. But it's, you know, it's interesting. Even that term is a bit questionable because even in my research, I've interviewed, as I said, formerly about 50 people. And I would say probably about half a dozen claim to have heard the audible voice of God. And I said, oh, really? No. And then my next question was, if I had been standing next to you, would I have heard it too? Mm. And they've all said no. It was audible in the sense that it was very, very loud. And it's interesting, um, the Apostle Paul heard, you know, he heard a voice from heaven when he became a Christian from being a terrorist. And it's interesting, that story, it says that some people saw something happen, but they didn't hear the voice. And I think sometimes we expect this out loud, natural voice, but actually the voice of the Spirit, the voice of Jesus, who uh, comes to us as the Holy Spirit. When Jesus died, he said, I'll send you my Spirit. The Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost, the day the church began. And then it's his Spirit that speaks to us. It's a spiritual voice. So it's not out loud. I mean, it's not, you know, I like a natural voice. Interesting, everyone who said, they heard the audible voice said it was just about when I was about to step off the roadside and step into the traffic. <laughs> and I often liken it to, well, if you're a parent and you see your child put their hand over the, the gas stove, you're going to yell, stop. And But most of the time, I don't think God yells by his spirit. I think he often speaks more gently, that, that still small voice that we often refer to. It's a voice of the spirit can speak in words and can speak in pictures. And so visions and dreams are the most common form that we see throughout the scriptures. We're taking calls on 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Min in New South Wales. Hello, Min. Welcome along. Hi. Hi there. What are your thoughts or do you have a question, Min? Um, I just, yeah, pretty much amazing thoughts about this conversation. Um, yeah. Yep. So sort what? of something that um, sorry, I was just listening to the It's something that's well debated, and I think it's something that Christians often get in arguments about. When I think it should be a mutual thing, like Tanya's saying, and the beautiful thing that God knows us individually. Um, I'm more of a mystical. I love yeah. the idea of being in communication with God all day, sort of thing. So if I have yeah. enough stress through the day or any issues that arise, it's sort of like 
okay, Lord, what do I do about this? And I've noticed that as the last couple of weeks, I've been seeing more blessings. I think it's... So for men, uh, men, for you, it's uh, it's like this ongoing dialogue that's going on mm. in your own heart, uh, in your own mind, and uh, you feel this special closeness and this communion with God. Let's get a, a thought or two from uh, Tanya. Yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful experience, Min. I think, um, well, Jesus said, I won't leave you alone. I'm going to give you my spirit who will go with you wherever you go. And so even just being aware of the presence of God wherever you go is a beautiful thing. I, I, I talk to God all the time. I don't always hear him speak back about what I'm saying, but um, it's fantastic that you feel God's presence so strongly in your day-to-day life. Sean, welcome along. Where are you calling from? Uh, Austerlind in WA. Ah, wonderful to hear from you. Sean, what's your contribution to our conversation today? Yeah, I was just going to ask Tanya, if I'm correct, I heard on previous God Conversations that she was a teacher before. That's right, Sean. Yeah, my my sort of question is, um, you know, like in your own personal experience, sometimes, you know, when we don't hear God's voice... We think, oh, you know, he's not listening or he doesn't want to talk to us, which is, as we know, totally contradictory to the scriptures. But in in saying, you know, sometimes when we have to step out in faith, so like when you had that big decision of changing occupation, you know, how how we listen, try to to listen to God's voice, do we, you know... Is it stepping out in faith sometimes when we don't hear that voice? And um, I was just interested in your own experience of, you know, in that in that time yeah. of your life. Sean, it's a good question. Tanya? Yeah, really important one too, Sean. I think we need to understand that there are two people in this relationship that we have with God. One is ourselves and one is God. And what I have found is that sometimes he will speak clearly about decisions and other times he'll say, you make a decision. And it's very much, I love the the phrase that Jesus used to describe our relationship. It's not a dictatorship. It's not a master-servant relationship. It's a friendship. And so God is, you know, Lord of the relationship, obviously. But at the same time, he actually values what we want and what our decision-making processes are. And so walking with God and having a relationship with him does not necessarily mean that he makes all the choices for us. So, yes, it was a God conversation that led me to change my career. But recently I did my, I started my doctorate just in the last three years and I prayed and I asked God, speak to me whether I should study this doctorate. It's very expensive. It's going to take a lot of time. Should I do it? And I prayed and prayed and prayed and I heard nothing, absolutely nothing. And in the end, I did my research. I consulted with my best friends. Um, I thought about it a lot and it just made sense for me to do it. But God never spoke. It was my decision. It was a good decision looking back. But you recognize, you know, God doesn't speak to you about every little thing in your life. And sometimes when he's not saying anything, we just go ahead and do what's in our heart. And God can continue to redirect our steps or he can say no very easily. We just need to keep listening. Is that helpful, Sean? 
Thank you yeah, so much for you, thanks for being part of 2020 today. One eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. If you'd like to join in our conversation, one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. Tanya, let me ask you uh, that yeah. in this day and age, and you get people who say, uh, "Well, God doesn't speak to me." Uh, if I heard God's voice speaking, it'd be something like uh, what's happening in the New Age movement or, uh, you know, involved yeah. in astrology or s- seeing a psychic or some sort of getting some sort of spiritual guidance. But but that's uh, that's a complete uh, distraction and an aside because God does speak and God does guide. But uh, what do you say to people who sort of somehow or other think if I'm going to be hearing the voice of God, somehow or other that's a little bit aligned to a sort of a New Age idea? Yes, I think, you know what, I think within every person there is a desire to connect with the spiritual realm. There's a desire to seek otherworldly wisdom and to know what the future holds. And I think we actually, it's a funny term, New Age, because New Age has actually been around for a long time. And even in Bible times, people were seeking to hear God's voice, but not only God's voice, wisdom from the spiritual realm. And I've often noticed in the scriptures God doesn't rebuke people for wanting to connect with the spiritual world and access that wisdom. But he does say, why would you go to a psychic or to a tarot card reading or to an astrology reading when you could come to me? Why would you go to a dead spirit, it actually says in Isaiah, when you could come to the one who knows everything? And it's actually a really great question because, you know, you can actually access the spiritual realm when you go to psychics you know the bible's very clear on that and sometimes you can even hear information that's accurate again that's clear in the bible it says that but what god says is why would you do that when you come to me the one who loves you the one who knows you and the one who speaks in a way that's always trusted and in a way that's always going to be for your good you can trust the voice of god you can't always trust the other voices that you're accessing And I imagine that if you're a Christian, that you ought to heed the wisdom of the Scriptures, uh, both Old Testament and, I imagine, New Testament too, that you ought not to seek after spiritual guidance in things like astrology or seeing psychics or seeking some sort of a New Age experience of hearing spiritual voices. But uh, there must be, in all of that, a way that you can seek to hear the voice of God. Yeah, and it's interesting, Neil. Uh, for many years I've gone and I've spoken at the, in the main capital cities in Australia, there is something that's called the Mind Body Spirit Festival, and there are queues of people lining up to go and visit the psychics. And my friends have often got a booth there that's a prayer booth, and they offer free prayer. And what they're offering is helping people to hear the voice of God rather than those other voices, which, as I said, cannot be trusted. And um, therefore, you should seek the voice of God first and foremost, no matter how much you or how long you've known him and to set your heart to, you know, anything that God says will always lead to relationship. It, it, it's not about, you know, predicting the future and it's not about leading you up the wrong path. It's about providing a life on earth, the life that Jesus promised, abundant life. And it's about, at the end of the day, it's about knowing God. That's why we communicate with people is so that we know them. And the same is with God. Uh, let's take another call. Kim is on the line from Maribra in Victoria. Hello, Kim. Welcome along. Oh, good morning. Kim, what are your thoughts on our conversation today? Um, well, I just wanted to share how I um, I got saved at a psychic fair for the first day. Oh, I, great. Yeah. 
Yeah, and um, hi, Tanya. Hi, John. Um, the first time I um, went into a church, like I got a bit of counselling from the people that put the, psych, um, the Christian Outreach Centre in yeah. the psychic fair, and I got a bit of counselling, and uh, when I was ready for church, I um, met the pastors at the front. Oh, I met a young man at the front, and then I went into the church, and, you know, this little soft voice said to me, That's, that is the man you're going to marry, but you're not ready yet, and neither is he. And, you know, mm-hmm. I never knew, actually, that God even spoke to us at mm-hmm. that stage. How interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, um, like, yeah, I was 35 at the time, and... Never thought I'd I'd get married. I thought I'd pass used the use by date, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just wanted to share that you know that um, you know it was such a and it was spot on. I married him. Um, oh, you know, that's God, God did bring division between us for twelve months. Okay, Kim, let's let's hear from Tanya. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, I've heard many many stories about God bringing people together like that. He's quite a romantic God, I think, and he loves relationships. So. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing that you heard that as well, Kim. The, the interesting thing about this whole area is that for many people it can be difficult to hear God's voice on. So we often get confused about our desires and what God is saying. So I often mm. counsel people, be careful in this area. But um, it's it's great that, you know, God does speak about the things that really matter. and. Yeah. He does speak to us about the desires of our heart. It's very true. But the other side of it as well is that it doesn't mean that there's not human free will involved. And so sometimes people hear you know, God speak about someone else, but that someone else has to actually be involved as well. And they're involved in the decision-making and there's practical human um, things that need to take place. So it can be a difficult area to hear God in, but you've obviously done really well. Yeah, and, and I did Kim, ask for confirmation as well. Yes, absolutely. And Kim, just reflecting on the fact that you say you came to faith in Christ at a psychic fair. There obviously were Christian believers who believed you can hear the voice of God, who were there, who were on the lookout for someone just like you who was searching, and and and, and you came across them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Um you know, they were there right next to all these New Age books and um, I couldn't afford to see the psychics. They were too expensive. But when, <laughs> you know, the guy at the COC uh, little stand said to me, would you like your prophecy? And the first thing I said was, how much? He said, oh, no, it's free. <laughs> That's funny. <Yeah. laughs> and sometimes it, uh, it's free, but it's not cheap. And then sometimes we think <laughs> of when we've when we've got a free uh a word of uh, wisdom for someone uh, that somehow or other uh, people might not receive it because it sounds cheap, but it's certainly yeah. not cheap. Thank you so much to Kim from Maribra in Victoria for your uh, insight today. We are taking calls 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Steve in Innisfail in Queensland. Hello, Steve. Hey, good morning. Steve, what are your thoughts? Hi, hi Tanya. Um, hi. Like hi, like, hi. Thanks for your time. Um, you know, my just while I was on hold there, I was reflecting what my daughter, who's now 25, said to me when she was a teenager, and I went to remind her of something, you know, about how to be safe in the world or something. And she said, don't worry, Dad, you are the voice inside my head. <laughs> and so I, I wanted to say, because one time uh, I asked God directly to explain something to me, and in a dream he, he or somebody, or somebody he sent, I didn't want to get too far into it because it sounds kind of weird, but 
that he imparted what I needed to know. So I never heard any words. Yes. But when he pointed to a book and the, the page on the book, I looked at it and I knew what he meant. And I couldn't tell you what it was, but when the time came, everything came out that needed to come out. And so, you know, I think hearing voices and words aren't really the primary thing. Like, you know, you can beckon to somebody and there's so many different ways to communicate with people, even if people who have no hearing. So God can impart his word to us. I just wanted to hear what you... Yeah, so I actually that's I actually talk about that. I say, well, how does God communicate with us? Well, in our human relationships, we communicate through the senses, don't we? So usually, words, pictures, um, feelings. People often um, sense what God is saying through a feeling. Now, again, it has to be tested. Everything has to be tested. But you're right. Communication is not just words. And in fact, God is a masterful communicator. And he can use anything to communicate with us. So it's about us individually being ready to hear what he says and attending to it. That's the key in all of this. And so, yeah, your experience sounds great. I mean, if you felt like you got the wisdom, all wisdom does come from God eventually. Steve from Innisfail. And Steve, while I've got you there, just to run this by Tanya, because uh, interesting when your daughter said, Dad, you're the voice in my head, uh, oftentimes those voices that have shaped us from childhood into our adult years, uh, they may be uh, with those words of wisdom uh, bouncing around in our own minds and in our own reflections. And uh, and there is a sense too, uh, Tanya, in which uh, the wisdom of our parents uh, could be mistaken for the wisdom of God. I guess you've got to have some level of discernment to know what was just my uh, my dad's best advice and uh, and what might be God speaking. Yeah, and, and I think uh, absolutely anyone who wants to hear the voice of God before they even start trying, I always recommend you've got to know the person behind the voice. And so the foundations, uh, what we see in Jesus, who God is, what is he like? What has he done for us? Those foundations, I really believe, have to be laid because often people can't hear the voice of God because they do hear the voice of perhaps they're a father who wasn't great or a mother who neglected them. Or we, we, Our experiences very much shape our capacity to hear God clearly. And so we really need to lay that foundation to, to get stuck into the scriptures and have a look at who God is in Jesus because that's the, the basis from which the Holy Spirit is the voice of Jesus. Helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Tanya Harris is our guest this hour, pastor, speaker, author and the founder of God Conversations. Her book is called God Conversations. You can get it through Amazon or the book depository or you can order at Kurong. Uh, Tanya, we're running out of time, but let's take one more call. Samuel is in WA. Hello, Samuel. Welcome along. Hello. Samuel, what are your thoughts? Yes, so my thoughts are that um, I might moved here in um, 19, um, on um, year 2009, but um, I had an experience with God years back. But before that, I would like to say good morning and good work to Neil and Tanya for what they're doing. Well, thank you. Go. Thanks, Samuel. So, before I got married, I was in a church praying, and at the time, I had no idea about who I was going to marry. 
So they just called for um, people with um, um, who has got their birthdays due and that the minister was going to pray for them. I just popped out and when I went there, I saw this lady also who also had shared the same birthday with me and were prayed for. Just after the prayer, she moved out and I was told that she was the lady I was going to marry. I turned my head off. I said, no, this is not what I'm here for. A month after that, months after that, I saw this lady clear in a dream, and the Lord said, that is your wife. So what I want to say uh, or contribute to the program is that if we talk about hearing God's voice, you pick up one thing, you just can't conclude, you need a confirmation. When we look at Paul, Paul had confirmations before he made any move. If we look at ourselves, there, there is an inner spirit in us. Sometimes our own, um, our own selves, or because of things that we've been seeing and been hearing, or put it this way, this um, the God of this world, which is the devil, could also be whispering things to us. So if we want to probably be clear on um, the fact that if the, what we are hearing is from God, we need a witness from our spirit or a witness from maybe a man of God or somebody who is closer to God. If I talk about somebody who is closer to God... Samuel, uh, they are absolutely fabulous points. Uh, your response, Tanya Harris? Yeah, that's right. I think what you said, Samuel, about um, confirmation is really important. So as saying earlier that the Spirit reminds us of the truths that have been established. God loves us. He came to save us. But the things where areas where he spoke about things to come, issues like marriage and family and career, these sorts of things are more unknown and untested. So they need to be tested. And the main way that God does that is through the witness of the Holy Spirit in other people. And as you said, um, the early church practiced this, that wonderful story where God spoke to the to Peter about the Gentiles, and then He spoke to Cornelius. He spoke to two different people, and then they came together, and there was a witness about what the, God was saying. And the church discussed it, and it was clear. So I think that anything in areas where there's unknown or future-oriented subjects or things that are have not been tested. They, that God will confirm those through the witness of other people. And that's why I believe that Jesus said it's possible to recognize God's voice. And I would never make a big decision on the basis of a um, something that wasn't confirmed like that. Okay, thank you so much to Samuel from WA. And uh, interestingly, there's a number of calls that have come through this past hour that have been talking about the people we marry. And uh, it's an interesting one because when we talk about hearing God's voice on the important decisions we make, that is a really important one, Tanya. And uh, and so um, it it is. It's funny because one of my podcasts, uh, "Hearing God for Mr. and Mrs. Wright," I think it's also on your show, uh, Vision, is the most popular podcast on my entire range of podcasts. And and we haven't got a lot of time to expand on it, but when you made reference to the acts. Uh, gathering of the apostles to make a decision about the 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 Gentiles and uh, and uh, you're saying uh, it's uh, and the words are in the scriptures it seemed good to us and to the Holy Spirit uh, those sort of the inclusion of God into the decision comfortable with what 
he is saying and then in the multitude of counsellors uh, being able to discern that this is uh, indeed true according to the Holy Spirit and it seems good to us too and therefore we're making a decision. So big decisions in our lives come back down to uh, to being uh, in, in uh, the right step with the Holy Spirit. That's absolutely true, Neil. Well, Tanya, just great getting your insights today and there'll be listeners who will want to visit your website. It's godconversations.com. So godconversations.com. You'll also be able to hear God Conversations on the radio each weekday later on in 2020. So I hope you can tune in for some of those. And you might like to get a hold of Tanya's book. It's called God Conversations. You can get it through Amazon or the book depository, or you can order at Kurong. Uh, just great getting your insights today, Tanya, and we'll no doubt have an opportunity to do this again. And I think even if we pick up on the same topic next time, yeah. there'll be so much more to talk about when it comes to hearing God's voice. But Tanya Harris, thanks so much for being with us on 2020. Oh, it's been a pleasure, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.